Hello, welcome back to another episode of Root Beer. Um, the show that plays you the songs, some of which you know, and others that you don't. Um, we're back from a long summer hiatus. Um, and yeah, we're going to start, we're going to kick off the school year with a um, very appropriate theme, which is protest uh, music. We decided after doing our show about women uh, last, before the summer, sometime, um, that we, yeah, really enjoyed having that kind of focus. And so we're moving, we're shifting our spotlight onto protest music uh, for this show. And um, Zoe kicked us off. Do you want to talk about why you chose what you chose? We could talk about protest music all day. I think that's what we've learned. Yeah, I think, like, first we just wanted to collect songs over the years that we have heard about protest songs, about uh, things that are going on in the world. Mm -hmm. So Samia will recognise that we have been spending much more time trying to think about this episode because there were just so many things to think about so this is probably to say this is like part one of many parts we might dive back into protest songs um as the show carries on because it was you know the more you start to listen and learn about different things that are going on in the world you realize that so many people have made so much music about so many important things so yeah um definitely want to going with this theme yeah i think that's exactly it isn't it there's just yeah because you can isolate protest if you wanted to you could do it by country you could do it by issue by conflict era like there's so yeah exactly like there's so much um interplay and there's so many different kind of things to consider so yeah i think there's a lot more for us to dive into so because we didn't want to bring you um just a haphazard pile of nonsense we yeah tried to go for songs which we recognize or maybe the issues have felt more um culturally more culturally aware of them i guess um and so yeah and we're gonna go forwards in time right zoe we're marching Mm, forwards like time's arrow so we're starting we're starting back in 1971 with gil scott heron's the revolution will not be televised Mm. um from this song came out about 16 years after rosa parks refused to give up her seat um and then sort of in between the time of that and this song being released um in the u.s there was the March on Washington with Martin Luther King's speech and there's the assassination of John F. Kennedy mm. um, and then there was the, the march from Selma to Montgomery which was horrific, the assassinations mm. of Malcolm X and it's just, so all these things were taking place mm. and then this song um, came out and the Civil Rights Act and the Voting Law Act were passed um but it wasn't to say that things were getting any better or mm. this change anything anytime soon and um this song really mirrors the fact that the citizens just had to kind of be able to accept what was what was happening and, mm. and not enough people were perhaps standing up and insisting on the change that the laws were kind of enabling you know mm. it was uh, so distractions people being too distracted by their modern lives and yeah tv i guess yeah complacency yeah Yeah, it's funny isn't it yeah it's a 
I guess it's interesting to look at it through that lens because, yeah, it is kind of talking about all of, I don't know, you can see it as part of, like, the civil rights movement and, like you said, like, a very natural kind of um, next step from that. But also, I don't know, a song that kind of says we haven't gone far enough and, like, everything about the song, like, it's not that kind of angry, rageful, like, it's so, the delivery is so, like, smooth he's kind of like giving this sermon but it's like you know you could kind of walk on listening to the song and like not soak up all of the I don't know the significance the political significance and the historical significance of it um, yeah I mean I remember we played Free Nelson Mandela didn't we and yeah. that was like the happiest song the mm. happiest protest song yeah. and a lot of them are happy I mean a lot of the songs that we're going to play today are pretty uplifting because they are still trying to ignite in people some sort of passion and yeah. happiness and I don't know prosperity and the fact that something good could happen yeah um, yeah that's wicked that's a really wicked way of looking at it um yeah. and I think that is I think that is the case there's a lot of uplifting songs I think yeah you do tend to think about protest music in one particular way and it gets very easily like pigeonholed and you think it's somebody like yeah playing an acoustic guitar like you know protest mm. protesting some kind of I don't know um union activity or whatever and I think that obviously it's just so much more multifaceted than that as we've already said but yeah mm. I think this is a wicked wicked song um Gil Scott Heron, amazing. Um, and yeah, a very sad loss. Sad that he's gone. But yeah, I think um, I think it's a wicked choice and it's nice to kick the show off with that. And I think also like just to acknowledge very quickly that it's funny because obviously this is from 1971. Like we could also do like a whole other show which would be about like songs prior to that. Like there are so many great um there's so much great like folk music that's protest music and I think that wow. you know that's like the legacy a lot of the time well especially in this country of a lot of um this sort of music is people doing all that stuff that I was just talking about you know um protesting a lot yeah. of like very old conflicts and stuff um but anyway that's another story for another day but we start in 1971 we did. We did. <laughs> we did, and we're now moving forward. Forwards in time, um, about seven years uh, to 1978. Um, we'll just play it, and then we can talk about it. This is uh, Stiff Little Fingers with Alternative Ulster. So, yeah, that was Stiff Little Fingers and Alternative Ulster um, for our second protest song of the day. What do you reckon, Zoe? What a nice piece of electric guitar. <laughs> what a nice... Can I just say? A cold slice of electric guitar. Um, yeah, well, it would be wrong not to include um, something from the punk movement. Movement? Something punk. Sure. Um, it would be wrong, I think, not to include something there. Um, I mean, this song, actually, funnily enough, has a lot of resonance with me before I knew you know anything about like the troubles um I didn't know that like Ulster was Northern Ireland I must have been like 10 or 11 I guess and like I got really into um like I don't know I guess like 70s punk but like I didn't have very like a, like I didn't really know anything right so I just used to listen to like Sex Pistols and stuff and then my mum would show me like a couple of things and yeah I just this song I thought was just absolutely banging i absolutely loved it and um i think it is 
really really great obviously coming out in 1978 it was kind of slap bang um in the middle of the troubles and obviously the lyrics are kind of all taken up with talking about just being in belfast and i think the reason that i like this song so much and consider it a protest song is because it's got that whole youth aspect it's basically talking about young people you know not having enough to do um in northern ireland and essentially kind of how that conflict has just been like set their kind of culture back a long time because you know they're not they don't have the same kind of freedom of opportunities as other people do like within the UK and I think that obviously a lot of protest music is young people's music or like you know protest is seen as like coming from the youth a lot of the time right um and so I think the fact that this is about like such a massive miserable um conflict like the troubles but is mainly like young people talking about how they don't have enough to do and enough opportunities as a result of that um i just thought well, that yeah. that's pretty great yeah i mean it's the reality of it isn't it? and like the young are you know without the freedom that you have as an adult you know you just you you are gonna you know it's the things that matter to you isn't it and what matters to you as a young person is so valid you know yeah 100 percent. you're just how like, it affected them so. if you're seeing especially i guess like other people having a different kind of young experience and you feel like there's just like no opportunities and nowhere to go like no. growing up in a dead-end place is something that a lot of um people talk about but when you've got that added with you know violence and just the english like being pricks as usual then just compounds that whole experience but um mm. but yeah i i i think it's an absolute banger and yeah. it came out actually funnily enough um so teenage kicks came out on the same week i think um oh. so yeah so like the episodes are um a band from derry and so this like started a rivalry between the two um bands obviously teenage kicks i think went on to be more commercially successful definitely um but yeah i just thought that was a funny quiz that kind of like plants it in musical time as well yeah it does it really does you can picture it now and also like you know when they're like singing and you kind of like you can sense the tension and like the stuff that mm. they're obviously saying but like you equally like it almost doesn't matter about the words because you can f- hear it in there mm. the way they t- and they're singing as well. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's like the polar opposite, isn't it, of the Gil Scott Heron mm. track in that way? Yeah, like yeah, it is. It, you can you can just tell. It's like yeah. whereas <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know how old. Yeah, it's, I, it's a mosh pit song as well. I'd say. Oh it really yeah, is. yeah, jumping around. I feel like. Um, yeah, you revisited I, a mosh pit recently, didn't you? I did at Slow Tie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a solo mosh pit in the time of coronavirus um, was my uh, was my energy that day. Um, it was amazing. I love Slow Tie. I think he is like incredibly just super punk. Like being at that show, there's like fire coming out everywhere. He's stirring everybody up. But I mean, this is what I mean. Like, there's songs like that. We'll talk about this later on. But, like, there's songs like that which come from a certain genre. And so, as a result, people don't think that they can be protest music or they're not conventionally protest music. Like, if I want to get 
if I want to think about what is like the concern of like our generation and hear music about the government and things that are relevant to me I would probably go now obviously at that time it was like the punk movement but I think now I'd probably go towards a lot of like British rap and hip-hop and stuff because like it tackles that um a lot more head-on and just yeah has much more cultural significance to us now but anyway I digress um so yeah so that was alternative ulster what what a great song um, thank, you for bringing that to the table. thank you for listening to it and shall we do um we've got quite a few tracks from america now the reason we did such a long disclaimer at the beginning is because we realized we <laughs> wanted to include all these american songs <laughs> oh god um but forgive us we can't are gonna helped. do yeah it can't be helped and i guess this is interesting as well isn't it because like we're two british women like my mum's american um but like still irrelevant it's what was in our sphere i guess completely of like i don't know just music in, in general yeah and because you know you can't just draw protests down national lines down nationalistic lines like that would be actually, a crazy thing to do and actually you're playing bruce springsteen next him bruce springsteen was always played in my house by my mum you know yeah and dad, they just loved loved loved, loved him yeah i mean do. what a guy yeah. we're gonna we're gonna play him um <laughs> and then we're gonna do it back to back so we're doing um, starting with Bruce Springsteen, born in the USA. So we're going, we're shooting forward to 1986. Um, not too much of a jump. And then Zoe has chosen Zoe. No doubt. Um, I'm just a girl. So it was an all-male band that Gwen Stefani fronted back in the 90s. Back in the 90s. Out. I love that you chose this. I can't wait to hear you talk about it. Okay, let's play them. <laughs> So, a Yankee double bill. Yeah. First of the first. Don't of the just trip. get one. You never get one. You never just get enough with America. Um, no. So that was a couple of songs um, that I think. I mean, "Born in the USA" is obviously an iconic song. I feel like yeah. I can't remember the first time that I heard it but it's one of those songs that feels like has always been around yeah it was always on the radio or mm. in, on, in the cd player or wherever it was for sure and so i think like yeah the reason i picked this song i think a lot of people kind of know this i think it's become more common knowledge i mean if you listen to the song and you studied the lyrics or you knew what the lyrics were i interpreted those then you always knew that the song was about Vietnam and wasn't the kind of like sort of jingoistic like pro-war like pro-nationalism and American exceptionalism like you could tell that but obviously a lot of people kind of don't or don't know the verses and I think um that's why yeah, people misuse, misuse the song don't they 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 or yeah. they just yeah don't know the whole 100 you know, percent really know what's they take it at face value and the chorus and that's yeah. completely like there's so many instances i think with um springsteen so many like you know republican uh, politicians want to use his songs 
I want to say Trump did, and he said no, but I don't know if that's the truth. But that seems very Trumpian to me, so I'm going to go with it. I think that mm. I think that happened, like during one of his many rallies. But yeah, a lot of people, and it's interesting, really. It's a similar thing. I can't remember if we talked about this on the show before, but it's a similar thing that happens with a lot of like folk music here. Like a lot of it gets kind of co-opted by like the BMP and stuff, or did when they were kind of more. Um, rearing their ugly head um in like the noughties but anyway the yeah a lot of this music that's about a nation obviously gets co-opted by nationalists and this is inherently a protest song like even though it came out in 1986 which was like more than 10 years after the vietnam war had ended um the song's about coming home from vietnam um and the like all the hardship that came with that not having enough like money not getting any sort of you know the hero's welcome that you expect when you come home um so yeah it's it's great and i think there's been a lot of academic kind of studies i guess because it's just one of those songs that is just always um so much like within the um you know western consciousness i guess um and they kind of talked about american identity and working class identity as well um you know being people being so desperate um mm. and that kind of just you know being in america not being everything that it's cracked up to be no matter what kind of um community you're from so yeah anyway i love it i love an anti-war song and i think this one is great because it just hides under it's like hiding under a, a cloak you know it's hiding under the american yeah. flag but it's actually a big protest song underneath so yeah i don't know if you saw um yeah i don't know if you saw the film blinded by the light but it really no. like shone shone a light on <laughs> his um on the you know the the actual context of mm. his songs and what springsteen was writing about and it just follows this young guy in luton who is very frustrated about his surroundings and his mm. life and it's kind of a growing coming of age um plot but he he really identifies strongly with springsteen's music and you know he wants to write about or wants to learn about you know what's happening in the war and mm. just he he really kind of was able to express himself and find his kind of creative mm. voice through poems and writing and things like that through um kind of understanding or absorbing Springsteen's music and like seeing the kind of real passion and truth behind it mm -hmm. you know it's not yeah. Just yeah. taking that face value like off again and kind of um seeing things for much more what they are like thinking much more widely about the the bigger problems in the world and things like that so yeah it's pretty cool because yeah. like I don't think I've ever seen a film no, there definitely are films about it, but I just can't think of one off the top of my head. I'll have to have a look. Yeah, I mean, but this like, came out, like, last year or yeah, something like that. Yeah, because I, I don't think... now, I think. I don't think there's any um, films that are, like, about being a fan of someone. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like a lot of, like, like, movies, like, almost famous and stuff like that. I mean, there must be others. I guess there's, like, stories about people who get, like, obsessed with artists or whatever, or, like that sort of thing but i don't know many movies about just being a fan you know of like someone who's yeah. like real so it's a pretty cool thing to do i don't know if what that's why i hadn't yeah, it seen was it was so nice because you you it really like you know we listen to a lot of 
Springsteen songs through that film because mm. he was listening to them for the first time and you could kind of experience it through him and it was just really lovely. But I was thinking actually the oh yesterday, you know mm. yesterday the film about the oh, Beatles. Oh it's yeah, okay, completely so... different plot line where no, but no one knows the Beatles existed and mm. this guy can just hear it and play these amazing songs and he knows who the Beatles are and everyone's just absolutely yeah. kind of naive or doesn't just don't know which is a really interesting plot but it's so um, mental isn't it what a crazy trying movie. to kind of capture these musical icons to a different kind of story or yeah yeah 100 yeah, rather than telling the story of their life so that's very true i, I don't know. i didn't even think about um yesterday but i think you're right and i don't think yeah i don't think there are many i don't know we'll have to go on a little i'll have to go on a little google Ask Dr. Google, but I yeah, think... Um, it, is, it is interesting. But, yeah, I mean, yesterday, like, when I first heard about it, I thought it was, like... I was, like, Danny Boyle and... Um, what? Who else is it? Richard? What's his name? You know, big big boy. Bridget Jones guy. Um, snowy London man. Anyway, the two of them... Um, what, teaming Mark up. Darcy? No, no, no. You know, um, the guy who directed, like, Love Actually and everything. I've, like... I, I've, I expunge him from my mind. I don't want to know. Oh, I know. Richard Curtis, yes. Richard Curtis, Richard yeah, Curtis. Richard Curtis. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. I was like, Danny Boyle and Richard Curtis have got drunk together and they've like dreamt up this fucking crazy movie and that's that's nuts. I was like, that's insane. Like, that's mm. stupid and weird. Stupid and weird. <laughs> Not that bad. That makes, that's really bad. But I watched, I watched it when it was, um, I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but it was. And, um, well, I, yesterday yeah 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 and i really enjoyed yeah. i really enjoyed it i thought it was really fun because i do really like i like films about musicians we could maybe do that as yeah. another show maybe another time that would be fun too i'd like to do yeah. that but like i like movies about music and um anyway it was just a good way to see it done and i'd like to see blinded by the light because yeah i want to see fans on screen because the only other one i could think of is almost famous but obviously the band in almost famous and made up even though it really has like Philip Simmel Hoffman plays Lester Bangs and there's like some real other real characters that it may be but it's still like not a real um band that they follow that he follows around you know I mean when you said about love actually it just makes you think of that bit you know when blue are on there and then he like signs the blue post that they're gonna give away that is mental i know yeah if that is really funny because it is the real blue i wish they got elton john to do like the the bit where he invites um bill Nye's character over for a thing anyway we're getting really distracted we need to we need to, yeah. we need to pull this back because you played no doubt <laughs> i'm just a girl and maybe we should shelve this for some another episode but yeah talk to me about yeah, no doubt yeah. what why did you choose no doubt i'm really i love it i'm really intrigued I think I was after some sort of feminist um, yeah. piece from the 90s, and this is what I found. Mm, um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think I just didn't really know much about Gwen Stefani's, the way she came into fame and, she, you know, her, her sort of story. Mm -hmm. um, but she basically fronted her brother's band. Oh. Um, no doubt and that's how she and it was an all-male band and she was the lead but she wrote exactly what he um sorry she sang what exactly what he wrote right. and then he left the band this mm -hmm. came out in 95 and that's when he left the band so this oh. was the first time Gwen was allowed to write about what she wanted to and this is what she wrote about this is what she sang about and she's just 
singing about how frustrated she is at her father being overprotective because mm-hmm. of her gender and like the place in her family and just you know kind of just being really sarky with it and you know just really kind of taking this whole stance against what she'd been putting up with um and like how her gender was perceived by others and it was featured in clueless and michelle and romy's um high school reunion which like was so powerful for us like young girls and like with these female heroes and it just yeah i just loved it love 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 loved hearing that's so great i love that i love that i had no idea what the story was behind don't speak i don't think i'd even listened to it enough to know that that's what it was about but i love that that's so great and then obviously she went on to become like a massive star beginning of her solo career and she got you know she was picked and plucked and you know, just picked like that led the way for her future. She did get picked well, and plucked. No, no, I do, I do, I do, I do. Scouted, you know. She was she was really seen then. And and, and it's amazing because she was seen when she was able to yeah. do what she what, what her truth was. Yeah, because she, she was better than Eric. Get out of here, Eric. Yeah, bloody Eric. <laughs> um, I feel like there should be more Gwen like where is gwen like where has she been i know that i should i should pre you know i should say that um i know that there was a lot about her um big solo album which a lot of people talked about and said because of her appropriating japanese culture and there definitely are some aspects of that album that solo album that she did that got huge because of that that are suffer for it um but i do think she was she put out some absolutely massive pop bangers like she was oh, great yeah. and i think you know where did she go i i think we deserved more from gwen i wanted her to evolve what's changed something else and i don't know what she's been up to but anyway mm. probably defending herself from accusations oh yeah beautiful voice yeah just amazing voice Uh she's done a cover of this song this year oh nice um, and you can find it on youtube so if yeah you want to hear a different take of this song you can um and it's nice because actually in that you hear the lyrics because it's really like stripped back and you really hear the lyrics for kind of what they are that's i'm gonna listen to that right after we finished right after this (laughs) um okay so we've got a couple more from the states um coming up now so we're kind of jumping forward in time a lot of these have had about 10 years between them you know actually pretty much every single one so far so we're trying we're kind of going by decade ish um because there that came out in 95 like you said and then the next one which you chose as well is 2005 um and then we go to 2015 so yeah we're basically going one one decade at a time um so should we play them Here is gossip standing in the way of control. (laughs) Here we go. It's such a classic one that I remember it so... I just remember it being in films and, like... It was Being around so much when we were younger. It was a big song. And I think 2005, I would have been in year seven. So I guess... Yeah. Yeah, we were, like, like 11-ish. And, um, but it was used in films, you know, from mm, that time, wasn't it? Like loads of films yeah. in the noughties and like it's the early teens, yeah. A great soundtrack song. I think it was about, 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 it went all over the shop, that song. Because um, it yeah. can just soundtrack so many things. 
It definitely got adverted as well. It is mad, though, because, you know, like, I wouldn't have really known what it was about at the time. And it's only in, like, reflection when you get older that you really realise what's what these songs are about. Mm -hmm. So this song was Beth Ditto's response to the Federal Marriage Amendment, which essentially outlawed same-sex marriage in the US, Mm -hmm. uh, which was headed by Bush, of course. Mm. Awful man. (laughs) <laughs> but it was by her but like Bush. it was this song like we were saying earlier like it was it's that upbeat kind of like trying mm. to rally people together and trying to not make people feel ashamed of who they are and mm. um trying to ignite that punky like you know rebellion in that you are still need to stay true to you are and you know you need to yeah have this just ignore the state ignore this bible belt culture of Mm. what you are being called because Mm. of how the world is at the time um and i actually found it really interesting that only six years ago the u.s supreme court struck down all state bans on same-sex marriage that's crazy isn't it that's nuts so recent and just grim just absolutely and she was singing this song 16 years ago you know that's not no it just seems like so much has happened, but we are still so slow at making the changes. Yeah, completely. And I think that's why, like, it kind of feeds into part of the reason why a lot of these songs... We've already talked about this a bit, but, like, a lot of these songs might not be considered, like, your stereotypical protest song. But, like, a lot mm-hmm. of these... If you're fighting for something, you know, if it's not constrained by, like, a conflict, if it's something that you just think like you were saying earlier, something that you think is important, then, you know, it's going to bleed into more popular culture and music and also, like, people... It's just, you just got to keep on going. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, it, because it takes so long, or it can take so long for real change to be, like, executed. Um, so, yeah, I think... I think it's wicked. Um, to have this in there and it is crazy I mean only six years ago seems absolutely bananas doesn't it it feels like a lot's changed since like 2015 <laughs> to be fair well, things been... are going like backwards again if you if mm. you look at like the abortion rights now in yeah in Texas, Texas and... mm. I don't yeah. know yeah now that would be something we want to hear some pro-choice um yeah I mean I bet there's loads of them out there yeah just got to dig around just got to dig around but yeah, yeah. um it's a wicked song and I think that you know obviously 15 years later um is when Kendrick Noir um brought out All Right which was the second song that we played just now um and again like a song which you wouldn't necessarily think of um as being a traditional protest song but the reason I liked it is because it was used within protests um because a lot of Black Lives Matter protesters um, were kind of using the chorus in chants and um, singing it um, during the marches. Um, And so a lot of people were calling it like, you know, the soundtrack of this movement. Obviously, it wasn't completely ubiquitous and happening everywhere. But I just thought that was a cool example of like somebody, you taking that song um, and using it as like a tool in part of your protests or like because it expresses like the ideas that you want it to um even if it's not explicitly meant to be just about that um 
So I thought well, it just that. shows that music brings so many people together, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. And that's the whole thing. Like this song is like a joyful song in like a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Like it's about being okay, like despite everything and looking after each other. Um, and so I think that the fact that it was what was used, considering there are so many um, songs about racism um, and the effects of racism in the US, I think it's pretty cool that this was what people wanted to use to like unify them um in that movement i just think that's wicked so um so yeah and i think that it's just nice it was organic you know it was an organic thing that happened um but yeah it was obviously from pimp butterfly i could have picked a lot of songs to be fair um but like from kendrick lamar if you wanted to look at different things especially that album but i thought this was yeah just a nice and different interpretation of it so yeah Um, very nice thank you very very nice thank you sorry I don't know know why that came out very nice Uh, thank you Zoe's just started as a thank you Zoe's just started as a teacher like well not just started but you're doing your teaching job and I feel like that was a teaching moment that's all I've learned and trying to teach yeah I think it's just how you get year ones to 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 kind of yes thank you thank you Daisy thank you for bringing in you know your pencil sharpener that's shaped like a frog thanks for telling us for 25 minutes uninterrupted what you did on one friday night um anyway so (laughs) those were a couple of american songs um and now we're gonna be we've got a couple more to play you and we're going more into now i guess as now as you could probably we're tearing away from the us really aren't we yeah we are thank god we're tearing away we've had enough of their (laughs) bullshit (laughs) there's a lot wrong with america which is why they've got so many good (laughs) so so, yeah we're uh, coming back to britain um to start off with um with mona haydar and uh, hijabi um or wrap my hijab and that came out in 2017 so we're gonna pop that on um and then so we're gonna tail it off with you right we are we are we are indeed okay and you can talk more about that in a minute but yeah this is mona haydar mona haydar and hijabi wrap my hijab from 2017 um and yeah i mean another american song but um mona is syrian american um and this came out in 2017 um on muslim women's day i think and it was just about kind of yeah preconceptions um misconceptions that um americans have or american culture has um about muslims so i really wanted to include this um i think that just wanting to kind of talk about different structures um i think she said you know like the hijab pregnancy all those sorts of things like you know when like muslim women's bodies like being under more kind of um like being under the microscope more i guess um than they would be like a lot of americans like think that uh muslim women should get rid of their hijabs that uh, they you know that they should be liberated from wearing them but actually they're putting them under more scrutiny um and kind of policing their autonomy and their bodies and stuff um by doing that so yeah and i just think it's pretty wicked um the video is grand um it is yeah good. it's a really good video she's wicked i said I really liked it. Yeah, yeah grab it on youtube she's really great and yeah just another song that's like 
positive, making a positive narrative. Um, yeah, yeah, but like owning what she, you know, like taking it back and mm-hmm. making it hers and yeah. sending the message that she knows many, probably other women would want to portray. Yeah, against, for you know, sure. Re- retaking yeah. the story, I don't know. No, yeah. complete, no, completely, completely, completely. I think, yeah, speaking up um from that community because obviously you know i think that a lot of music by muslim women as well doesn't like kind of get into the mainstream like obviously it's being made um but is you know i mean it's not kind of as widely recognized so yeah using that to talk about it making a really joyful song i think is grand um so yeah so what to play her like i said that was in 2017 um and then we're screeching into the present ish the time we when we, two years ago when we'd all um, like to turn back the clock to i think <laughs> 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 when we when we first started this podcast that we said no no when, when we'd all <laughs> which has been going on for 25 years well done if you've made it to this uh this deep dark stretch um of our musings on on protest music but no i said um when we'd all like to turn back the clock to you know because 2019 was oh, like absolutely. the good old days oh, i'm here for that yeah, 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 yeah. i agree um, <laughs> um but yeah this song was is from atarua um which is the Maori name for New Zealand, mm-hmm. and it's called Keo Manu, and it's various artists, so lots of kind of popular artists out in New Zealand collabed on this piece, um, mm-hmm. headed up by Rob Brewer, um, and it was all supporting the land protectors of the Haima Teo lands, which I've probably mispronounced, I do apologise, but this mm-hmm. historic land. Um, it's all about protecting it. It's current, currently owned by Fletcher Buildings who want to pr- produce the Land for Housing programme on it. So they want to build loads and loads of houses mm. on this land that was originally um, not theirs. And they, they essentially stole it. Um, mm. Maori Party believe, you know, this land is still going to be returned to them. And it's just a really kind of powerful story. And the video for it is amazing because um, it shows the protests that were happening. But it's all like protests of love you know because they love their land and they love their people and it's they still kind of have this complete optimism that things are going to be okay and that Mm. you know they they strongly believe um in mana wenua which is like kind of the mother earth and the the Mm. the right of the land and kind of how the land can speak for who it belongs to and that kind of thing and um it's got its like roots in reggae and like there's that whole kind of feeling about reggae it's very much like unity peace and like all the things that you kind of associate with reggae kind of come from this piece um and yeah it's just a really powerful song that's Um, wicked that's very very cool Um, i just have listened to it over and over i think i just love it like the beat of it just makes you feel so good and i really hope that this the movement and the support of all these artists as well like these well-known people mm. do make change i think you know it's it's kind of so bizarre how you know how, like colonialism that's just still so sporadically ingrained in our society it's mm. so evident in new zealand and australia because 
it just hasn't been returned to the, the people. It, it is never going to go back, unfortunately, probably because mm. of the building of the nation and how it is like in the modern world. Yeah. And I really like re- it really stayed with me whenever we were. So I went to New Zealand and Australia um, just about a year and a bit ago. And at the beginning of events, say it was like a stand-up show or like whatever they would always thank the landowners really and that that was kind of well I mean they probably don't do it at every event but some events that we went to they thanked the landowners at the beginning and they paid respect to them yeah but that's kind of like as far as it goes so interesting that's so interesting obviously it's probably going with quite like for a better word like more well-rounded events than some but yeah 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 you're you're putting yourself in places where people are more likely to do that like yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. i understand that Um, and it really like stuck with me that like yeah it should be said at everything and they do it in netball as well um oh really in all the netball leagues and things out there they uh do things like that so yeah that's so interesting it's such an interesting conflict there because obviously like what's happened in america and australia i mean i'm way out of my depth here i don't really know um anywhere near enough about like those indigenous communities but still it feels like in new zealand it feels like both less fraught and more fraught because i think people it seems like they acknowledge it a little bit more they think about it a little bit more um there's more like acknowledgement of the influence of like maori culture like on the country um than like americans pay let's say to like first nation peoples um but it still feels a bit like you know yeah there's still so many problems there you know like you're saying with um this being owned by some like you know company that's going to build a fuck loads of private houses and stuff it's just it doesn't stop it from happening it doesn't stop no. um you know it doesn't help them get like any sort of reparations or you know the right to do what they want with their with their land so yeah it's um i think it's a really good choice and peaceful protest sort of peaceful resistance mm-hmm. i think is something that's celebrated in i don't think i'd have to go back and check but i don't think any of the songs you know that we have listened to and to be fair i don't think there's many protest songs that would fall into this category but you know it's not necessarily demanding violence it's just about like change you know mm. um so yeah i think it's a lovely note to leave us on yeah for sure so we've still got our features mm-hmm. which we thought we'd book in the show with um yeah I think we should do it. So, <laughs> definitely think, do it. I mean, I love a feature. I think we should do it. Um, I think maybe um, let's do our secret songs to finish off the show. What do you think? Lovely. That okay. sounds great. Secret song. I'm I can't. Ashamed. What? You're ashamed? I'm really ashamed that I haven't heard that. Yeah, but to be fair, like, I actually sought, I sought it out. I don't think that's cheating. I mean, like, I I sought them out for this week. Like, I was going to play them. um, I guess that's the thing. I guess I kind of thought maybe you wouldn't have heard them, and that's not... I think a lot of people probably haven't heard a lot of Pussy Riot songs. That was Pussy Riot, I should probably add, before I um, go into it. So, yeah, that was Pussy Riot with Make America. Great, again. Um, But, yeah, I just... I was trying to think of when I was, 
you know, we'll do the research and looking at stuff for the show and trying to decide what to play today. Um, my mind instantly went to them, which is weird because it felt like they were very of that moment. Like I haven't heard much from them since. And obviously their stunts and stuff, it got them all the kind of publicity that they um, yes. wanted. But, and you know, um, everything that happened with them in Russia um, was mm. kind of, it, it did make kind of like global news, but in terms of their music, I hadn't actually listened to much of it. So what did you think? Yeah. I really liked it. I really liked the lyrics. Yeah. It just like so simple, but like mm. just speaking the truth and like I don't know. Yeah, the video very is cleverly done. The video as well is with crazy. Yeah. Kind of stunt of like woohoo, traps in power, la 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 la, and then just I'm oh, just completely ripping it to shreds and be like, yeah, it's pretty this great. Is what make America great again should mean and yeah, it's good. Love it. I'm glad that you. I'm glad that you got a little pussy it's like in your life. It, or it's re re yeah. It's just completely like rewriting what "Make America Great Again" could mean or should mean. Um, yeah. Probably does mean to a lot of people. Yeah. Mm, um, fair. True. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. Hundred percent. It's. Uh, Where did that slur come from? Like "Make what? America Great Again." I don't know who came up with it for him. I have no idea. Like. He can't have come up with it off the top, but then it is so simple and dumb that it also could have done. So I guess that's why it yeah. works. You, you imagine that he could have made it up, even though he almost certainly didn't do it. Um, yeah. But yeah, the video, I should say, there's a like, couple of trigger warnings on the video. There's some pretty rough stuff, but it is um, but it is really great. It's pretty funny. Um, lots of drag and fun, yeah, skits and characters and stuff, like I was saying, but it's... Uh, yeah, again, love the tone of the song. Like, you can imagine it playing, like, out of a bar when you were at the beach. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, which is, um, which is really fun. So I love it when there's a bit of, like, that discordancy, which has featured in quite a lot of the songs that we've picked, actually, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. It's not just, like, straight down the middle. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad that you loved it. And I also listened to your song. We're going to do it kind of unconventionally today because we want to lead out on this track that Zoe chose. So you haven't heard it yet, but I have. But I didn't hear it before now. <laughs> That's yes. right, isn't it? Oh, it's only slightly in the future. Yeah, only slightly in the future. <laughs> Three minutes into the future. Three minutes before everybody else's is. Um, but, yeah, I really loved it. Wow, how beautiful and mournful gorgeous strings like yeah fucking great what was that please so this is what you will hear in a minute it's um waves by ever waves and they are a duo from ireland and europe they've all sort of got mixed backgrounds but um they're classically trained and so it's sort of this postmodern classical music and their album is just stunning i just have it on in a lot of the time these days. Um, so this was the music that they were producing and creating um, with a backdrop of the looming Brexit vote, which was going to, you know, affect their their lives, um, being from Europe and Ireland, and you know, their, their kind of lives that they'd been living around Europe. Um, so yeah, sort of emotionally driven post modern post-classical music. I just love this kind of take on classical and where they've gone with it. 
beautiful music. So, so yeah, enjoy. I love it. I love it. Oh, I was going to say though, does that mean that this came out in like 2016? Ish. Or 2015? I think they were writing, writing it. music at that time. It was released two years ago. So I think they were building up their album. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, they're probably writing for a few years before it came out. Because yeah, I was going to uh, say, yeah. it's funny that we both picked like, you've picked something because... Um, MAGA came out in 2016 the Pussy Riot song and obviously um, Brexit and Trump were both around that same time that year so it's interesting I guess like yeah that's like the last one of the biggest years obviously apart from Covid I think that's when so much politically like there were lots of seismic shifts like there was a lot of changes in that year so yeah I just thought that was a funny coincidence but yeah it is a beautiful 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 song so thank you for playing it (laughs) Thank you very much. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we hope you enjoyed the show today. Um, we did a lot. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with this one, so I'm not doing it again. It's been a good, it's been a good few months' work. <laughs> yeah, we, that's all we've been doing for the last, uh, continuously. We never, we never stop. We never sleep. 24 7. Um, yeah, please. Um, hope that you enjoyed the show. We're going to keep building it and elevating it and lifting it and maybe getting it out there a bit more um now so yeah enjoy this beautiful song and goodbye amazing (laughs) bye Bye.